You're listening to episode 225, Connecting in the Social Media Age with Ali Shah. Well, I think 2020 is teaching us a lot uh, about this landscape and people are slowly and gradually waking up um, to basically the Kool-Aid they've been drinking over the last two decades. Um, So that I think is a shift in, it's, it's it's going to cause a shift in how people think. This is the Dance of Life. My name is Tudor Alexander, and we are going to go on a journey to hack your mind, body, and soul for living your best life yet. Tune in every week to learn something new, grow, and get inspired as we discover the secrets of success and practice the art of fulfillment. And if it's one thing I hope you learn from today, it's that your life is a dance. And just like any dance, you can learn to dance it well. What's up, what's up, everybody? Today is Friday, January 15th, 2021. Life is a journey, not a destination. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Such a great quote about what matters most. You know, life is a journey. It is not a place you end up because the present is always changing. And the people in our life walking alongside with us on that path is really the most important thing. So today we're going to be talking about something really unique, something very interesting, uh, but something also very fundamental, which is human connection. Very interesting episode for you today. We're going to be talking about technology and how it relates to human connection through social media. You know, technology kind of rules our lives today, but in a strange way, as much as it's trying to connect us, I feel that it's gotten us more disconnected than ever before. I'm sure you can probably relate. My guest today is out to solve that problem, though. His name is Ali Shah, and he's founded five companies already, five startups, and he is currently the founder of Tapereal, spelled T-A-P-E-R-E-A-L.com. It's a new social media platform for documenting journeys, documenting your life, exchanging ideas, sharing yourself in an authentic, creative, and very genuine way. It's very interesting. Super excited to share this with you. If you want to get more info on the platform, just check out tapereal.com. It's T-A-P-E-R-E-A-L.com. It's a really interesting platform, guys. It's barely uh, getting started the last few months, I think this year. I mean, this last year, 2020, basically is when it got started. So very excited to dive into what does it mean to have genuine human connection through social media, through technology, through these platforms because we are at a juncture where things are changing. You know, the last 20 years has been sort of the social media age. These platforms have really dominated our life, but uh, there's also a lot of cost to it, as you undoubtedly have seen for yourself and your own experiences. So Ollie's project is, is very interesting. I'm looking to join it and kind of get more active on there because there are a lot of ways that it works that is very different than social media uh, in that sense. And it is, I think, more social, more authentic, very interesting stuff. A lot of cool topics we're talking about today in terms of authenticity, in terms of technology, the future, 
Uh, what does it mean to communicate? What does it mean to have relationships and balance them in our busy lives? Really great stuff. Very unique episode. I just want to, in the full transparency, full attempt of being transparent here and authentic as much as you can be in a very edited podcast episode. While I was interviewing Ali, uh, the internet, you know, it's over Zoom. Obviously, we do a lot of the podcasts over Zoom. The internet <laughs> decided to be really finicky and give me some attitude. So rather than, you know, trying to avoid it, I integrated it into the episode, you know, just I wanted to be as authentic as possible. So you're going to hear a sound. There's only two times that this happens, but you're going to hear this like little musical transition uh, where basically the internet just crapped out. So I'm going to play the sound for you so that you know it's not a transition that the episode is over. Uh, it kind of sound, you know, I try to be as nice as possible. I'm like, all right, let me find something cool rather than just a beep. So here's the sound for you. I'm going to play it for you. Here it is. So once you hear that sound, that basically just means that was like an internet break. So you'll you'll see how it goes in the episode. We're, we, we like to have fun with it, so it was pretty fun. But really cool stuff. If you are interested in being a creator for your business, if you're looking for something more genuine, if you are the type that likes to express yourself, that likes to uh, explore, that doesn't like social media, getting dissatisfied with it, this might be an interesting place for you. Very interesting. Like I said, I'm very curious to jump into it myself. Uh, Tapereel.com. It's it's really cool. And, and I love the values that Ollie has in his company that they're trying to basically create more authentic connections and give people a chance to leverage their relationships in meaningful ways. You know, this is the future, guys. This is where the future is going. I think we've realized the costs of algorithmic uh, you know, technology in our relationships and especially with the whole coronavirus thing and people staying at home more, people want genuine human connection. And I think the future of technology is going to help us leverage those relationships in a more authentic way. So if this episode interests you, make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with anybody uh, that might be interested in checking this out because like I said, it's, it's really cool and it's definitely the future. So without further ado, let's do it. Social media and connection. Let's do it. Good to finally connect with you. Likewise. Uh, how do I pronounce your name? I wasn't sure. Uh, you know, in English, you could pronounce it Tudor, like okay. uh, kind of the English house or the watch. But I I mean, in Romanian, I'm Romanian, I'm Eastern European, so we pronounce it Tudor, like a little bit stronger. Tudor. Yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, you're, are you Persian? Where are you from? Uh, well, my grandparents were f- from uh East Turkestan, which it really wasn't a country, but it was under partial Chinese rule and Russia Russian rule. Oh wow! Back in the day, so where the two countries meet, uh, where the Silk Road is, mm. that's essentially where my grandparents were from. But they wow. basically escaped that region um, because they didn't want to fall under communist rule. Yeah. So they immigrated to India, where my parents were born, and then when India and Pakistan split up. Uh, my parents ended up on the Pakistan side and then I was born in Pakistan. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, so interesting how things uh, happen. It's always fun to see the the history of your family and how it kind of goes through 
different, different parts of the world. It's like, wow, you know, it, just a couple generations ago, you were on the other side of the planet. It's so interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, good to have you on the show. I'm excited to, to chat about your, your project that you guys, so the tape reel, is that live yet? Or are you guys uh, still in beta testing? No, we're live. We're on the app store. We're on, uh, we're on tape So, oh, nice. um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's an app that is slowly and gradually evolving. Um, yeah. you know, we're improving it, uh, with every new update. Um, I wouldn't say it's pure beta, but I wouldn't say it's a complete product yet. So gotcha. What made you, I mean, you started a lot of companies as an entrepreneur and what made you kind of want to start a social media company? Well, I mean, uh, you know, s- social media, I think in its current form is, uh, it has basically changed the way we communicate with each other as human beings. And uh, I have children and I understand, you know, social media has its place, has its place on the internet. Yeah. Um, but it's called media for a reason. And, mm. you know, I think the social aspect, the human to human connection aspect, the ability for uh, people to have conversations and build dialogue and understanding between each other, I think that can only happen through the spoken word. And that's partly part of the reason why podcasting has become so popular, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it Barely goes back to that. Too. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going back to that medium of just two people having a conversation or even one person using his voice or video to express a thought or an idea and get it out there. Right. Um, and social audio is now becoming a little bit more popular it's kind of having its moment as well uh, because I think human beings are craving that nowadays. Like they need that ability to express themselves, uh, you know, through these vocal cords that naturally exist in us. And, and we have communicated that way for eons. Yeah. It's only in the past like two decades that these smartphones and the ability to instant message has basically overtaken that hmm. um, process of communication. And so that's, that was the inspiration for Tapril. Uh, the other sort of component of it was, you know, we, we have the ability to take photographs and pictures that we put into maybe a photo album, sort of like a memory of our journeys. Uh, but there isn't really a platform out there that can capture uh, conversations or real life stories about, you know, what you are going through on your journey to, to give a, a more accurate reflection of the person. Um, it's, it's almost like, you know, we've got photo albums for pictures, but not, we don't have any photo albums for, you know, our memorable thoughts and conversations. Mm -hmm. And that, that was something else that I wanted to do because I wanted to create that and, uh, potentially pass that on to my children because uh, I lost my own grandparents at a very young age. And so I never got to hear their stories of how they escaped a war-torn country, you know, that was coming under communist rule and traveled over the Himalayan mountains with a mule, you know, and snow up to their waist wow, uh, crazy. to come down to, you know, the Asian subcontinent and start a new life. And personally, I feel like that is an element of, our identities, right. Of who we are, you know, 
we, we're kind of living in this world or this time where it's all about the individual and we're losing sight of the fact that we are who we are because of our ancestral past mm-hmm. and where we came from. And so I want to, my, my purpose was to create this platform so that you could build that legacy for potentially future generations as well. That's really interesting, man. Yeah. I never thought of, uh, so, I mean, obviously there's so many issues with current social media and I think it is kind of becoming undone. I think that it's been a social experiment for the last 20 years and, and we are seeing a, uh, we're on the brink of a huge change in that, but I never thought of how it's sort of, I know that, you know, there's this whole conversation that social media has hijacked our dopamine receptors, you know, there's that whole thing of it, but I never thought of the aspect where it's sort of hijacked our, our primal way that we communicate from being voice and audio, right? Song, vocal cords, you know, the, the sort of physical energy that we send out of our bodies into sort of this quiet intellectual based texting and, and memes and <laughs> pictures. It's so funny how uh, everything is just quiet, you know, like there's no, there is no intimacy. And one of the things that I've found about podcasts, like you said, is there's something intimate about the audio having somebody that you can listen to or, you know, kind of just post. Facebook was listening to our, our call. Maybe they want to crash, crash it. So the world doesn't know about tape reel. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. What a joke. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was just saying how it's, it's just interesting how you, mentioned that, you know, we have communicated for so long with, with vocal cords and, you know, podcasting, like you said, is so such an intimate thing. And one thing I've noticed is that it's a, it's a very different kind of content that where people can listen to the voice of somebody and feel so close to them, you know, because your eyes aren't involved, you know, you're not looking at images, you're not getting overstimulated with these different pictures. You're actually having to feel and kind of be in your body when you're listening. So that's a very interesting point. I never thought of it uh, that way with, with social media. So that's really interesting. How does tape reel work exactly? I mean, people just record, I mean, I kind of checked it out a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't really understand it quite off. So how do you like work your profile on tape reel? What's the structure? How do you, how do you do it? Well, I mean, uh, the first step obviously is to download the app. Um, you know, uh, create a completed profile, add a profile picture, yeah. add your bio. Uh, we have a field for a website if you want to link back, which also publishes to tapereel.com. So there'll be some SEO benefits there. Cool. Um, and the other thing is, is, you know, uh, the, the tape feed is basically this uh, feed uh, where everyone can get published. So when you create an audio or video tape, uh, it appears on the tape feed and the community can like, recommend, comment, and engage with you that way and get to know you. So the first thing we suggest is when you download the app and complete your profile is to post an introduction tape, uh, just to introduce yourself to the community and, you know, basically state your intentions, why you're here, what you're trying to do, what you're working on. And uh, the idea, uh, I mean, when we originally launched Tape Reel, uh, it was called Tape Book, and it was all about just recording conversations between two people. So it was like social podcasting through your phone. Uh, But since then, based on user feedback, we've evolved it. You can now record solo. You can uh, 
um, preview your tapes before publishing. Uh, we improve the audio quality, et cetera. Um, but instead of social podcasting, you know, we were kind of focusing on this idea of everything being reality-based. So without filters, without any editing, you're kind of like mm. you're, you're recording in the moment. Um, and you're essentially capturing the essence of reality in a given moment in time. You know, a lot of times we overthink before publishing to social media. Yeah. You know, we edit it. We, we add filters. We want it to be perfect. And so we're essentially projecting a version of ourselves on traditional social media, which is far removed from reality. Um, and that has its place. I mean, social media is what it is. It's media. It's a way to promote. It's a way to get exposure. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, we, we want to approach this a little bit differently on tape reel because traditional social media I find nowadays has become very noisy and saturated and devoid of meaning almost like, right. You, yeah. we tend to go on there with this intention of just mindlessly scrolling and, you know, seeing random stuff. And so it's missing that human element. Um, and so that's part of the reason why, you know, we had the opportunity, we could put, we could develop a stories feature, for example, but every other social media platform has stories, right? Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Facebook copied uh, Snapchat, um, you know, uh, Twitter launched fleets. And so now all of these social platforms are starting to look the same to me and mm. they're just exceptionally noisy. Um, and so, you know, on tape reel, we're like, okay, well we could develop this feature, but then what would make us different from these other platforms? Yeah. And so, uh, I think it's important to bring a sense of mindfulness or conscious thought to what you're putting out into the world in a social way. And the way to do that is to kind of slow the platform down a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's not about how many followers you have, or it's, it's more about you, your life, your journey and what you want to leave behind and and your journey could be anything. It could be a startup journey. It could be, uh, you know, uh, a spiritual journey. You know, maybe you want to read scripture every day and be accountable to it. Maybe you won't, you're on a fitness journey and you're trying to, you know, exercise every day and you want to document you know, how you're feeling along the way. Um, so, you know, the ability to record your thoughts and feelings and your progress, I think is very powerful because it creates a feedback loop for yourself. It allows mm -hmm. you to kind of brain dump your thoughts. You know, um, uh, it, when, you, when you're recording um, in the moment, you are actually developing your extempore speaking skills. You can, uh, you know, play it back and um, improve uh, how you speak or articulate things maybe you say you know or um a lot and and so when you create a vlog or an audio diary and you publish it on tapereal.com you are uh you know the more you do it the better you'll become at you know speaking and and uh articulating your thoughts and ideas so i mean there i'm trying to create a platform that has a little bit more of a positive spin to it yeah. um and without the toxicity and polarization, 
you know, that exists on traditional social media, because it's very, very easy to say whatever you want behind the keyboard. Yeah. But if you have to use your voice or talk to someone, you know, Totally skipped. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, hold on, it'll come like, back. It'll be come good. back. And then it fucking freezes. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah. So 99% of the time, you will think before you respond to somebody when you are in person or using your. Yeah, voice. you're more accountable to it, basically. Exactly, and on on traditional social media, I feel like we're missing that sense of accountability. Mm. You're not there to witness the reaction, you know, the, the way the person is receiving that information because you feel like you, you can say whatever you want. And you're, you're, it's almost like you don't have that understanding of the impact your words are going to have in the world. So with tape reel, do you just allow only video and audio posts, no text posts? Yeah, no text, no uh, pictures. It is only through audio and video. Interesting. And you can, you can post links. So let's say yeah. I post a new blog post and I want to tell people about it or a new podcast episode or, yeah. you know, I'm telling people about something I'm working on. In the comments, you can say, hey, click on the links in the comment, go check it out, and you kind of explain it. So you're mm-hmm. putting your voice behind that communication. So you have comments on a particular post, but in the actual post itself, it has to be either audio or video. That's correct. And you can record solo or together. Interesting. Gosh, so many interesting things about this. I mean, it's, it's definitely unique and I'm really excited to see where this goes for you because I think it's very much in good timing. I mean, like we were saying earlier, I think that the social experiment with um, platforms is, is kind of coming, coming to a a place where it's, a lot of things are going to change. I mean, you can see like what 48 States are suing Facebook now, (laughs) uh, the antitrust laws. And it's like, you know, that's to be expected. I mean, it has, uh, you know, controlled our lives. And I'm curious though. I mean, there's so many interesting things about this to me, but you know, like one of them, for example, is motivation, you know, like with, the ugly thing about platforms, especially Facebook and Instagram, I would say, I mean, those are the big ones, but they're all the same is that they have magnified our social uh, drives, right? So we all have, for example, a drive for recognition. And, you know, that was the reason for that because, you know, when we grew up in tribes and, and had to hunt, you know, being useful to the tribe was an important survival thing. Otherwise you'd get kicked out and you'd die, you know? So we have these social needs for a reason, but then with the platform sort of inserting themselves in between our relationships and providing those social needs for us with likes and, you know, all this bullshit, it's created a very, um, you know, strange situation. So my question is with your platform, like, it's basically like a time capsule, right? Like people are kind of almost putting their, their moments in this, this place that are real moments. They're not edited. There's no filters. There's nothing. It's a time capsule that you can look back and say, Oh, wow. Like this was, you know, the period of time when I was building this business, let's check out some of these cool little moments that I have here. And that's really authentic, but for, for the motivation for people to participate in this, um, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to word this question, but like, 
as superficial as it is, people are motivated to go on platforms because they get some sort of sense of progress or recognition or, you know, these stupid measurements that we know aren't necessarily healthy, but nevertheless, they get that behavior. So from a behavioral perspective, do you think that the motivation for someone to just document their life and there's no sense of like, you know, I guess, I don't know how to say it's like recognition status, status. Exactly. And again, I'm not saying that there should be at all, but I'm really curious to see because it's a totally different way of relating. It's definitely a very mature spiritual way to relate to communication, you know, and, and certainly that should be the, the model I think for, for how platforms run, but with the current landscape, how do you see that playing out? Well, I think 2020 is teaching us a lot uh, about yeah. this landscape and people are slowly and gradually waking up um, to basically the Kool-Aid they've been drinking over the last two decades. Yeah. Um, so that I think is a shift in, it's, it's, ca- it's going to cause a shift in how people think. And a lot of, uh, I think a lot of folks are also in this mindset that once this pandemic is over, everything's just going to go back to the way it was. Uh, I personally disagree. I think, uh, you know, this virus and pandemic and the lockdowns has been a reminder for humanity about what is truly important. And, you know, uh, you see that in, uh, yeah, I think on social media, many people are kind of getting tired of it and it's exhaustive. Yeah. Um, Now to answer your question, the, the idea of status and stuff like that. So we're exploring different business models because when I started this platform, I made a decision that I don't want to have ads. I don't want to rely on ads Yeah. because, uh, you know, when you rely soul. on ads, <laughs> yeah, you're essentially, <laughs> exactly. You know, you're adding, yeah, like you're recreating that same cycle. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> it's like, doing the same thing over again and expecting different results, right? It's the definition of insanity. So uh, I was like, okay, let's pretend like advertising is not an option for us. Okay. So what can we do? So based on some user feedback we were getting, uh, cause originally when we launched tape reel, it was only, you, you could only record two and a half minute tapes mm. solo and five minutes if you were with another person. So you got double the time for two people. Um, but some of the feedback from some users was that, well, I want more recording time. I want to be able to express myself openly. You know, when you have a conversation with someone, the good and nitty gritty parts happen like after 15 minutes, right? That's when when you're you're all warmed up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, okay, well, what we can do is we can create maybe some membership plans. And when you subscribe, uh, you can unlock more minutes. Hmm. So we did that based on the data of how people were using the app. Some people used less minutes per month. Some people used a lot. So we made different tiers based on that. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, it didn't really gain traction maybe for the first few months, but then after that people churned a little bit. Um, Part of the problem was that uh, during the summer, I actually, went through some difficulties on my own from the startup side where we were unable to push out new app releases, uh, any new updates. There was a financial constraint and there was also issues with uh, the backend team. And we, 
ended up parting ways, but that's a different story. Um, so fast forward to like September, October, we improved the plans and we increased the number of minutes. So the model we were exploring was, okay, if you want to speak more, you know, and you, we, we clearly communicate that on tape reel, you are not the product. And so we need to explore other avenues of generating revenue. And the, the membership plans was a way for us to do that. Uh, now, the other thing about membership plans is that we included uh, rank in there. So depending on which plan you were on, uh, your profile and your tapes would rank differently in the app. So mm. if you're on the most expensive profile, you kind of appear on the top. You get like the new and noteworthy kind of section on the feed, basically. Exactly. So if in a given day, 10 people post tapes and you are on a premium plan, your tape will appear on top because... Uh, uh, the way the t- tape feed used to work was just, it's all chronological. Right, right, right. So if somebody posted tape and you want to be the first tape uh, on the feed, then you would just record after them. Um, mm. But this way, you know, if you're supporting the platform and you, you know, through a premium subscription, the value you're getting is you're getting a better rank. Uh, we have this profile swipe feature, which uh, it's like a stack of cards. You swipe right to follow someone, you swipe left to, it's sort of like Tinder to yeah. skip um, on that stack of cards, be, uh, your rank will be higher as well. So you automatically start attracting a little bit more followers. Your audience grows. Mm. It's sort of like a growth plan. Gotcha. So in, in terms of status, that's one way that we're kind of trying to solve it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, going forward, I think what we, uh, what our goal is, is to help creators, uh, make money on this platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be a defining moment for this company. Uh, so uh, once creators can see the value that they can earn from this platform, that's when it becomes sort of a win-win situation. And I think the, you know, the trajectory and the identity of Taper is going to change. And we're aiming to launch, uh, you know, the ability to monetize, uh, you know, in the first quarter of 2021. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm really interested. I'm gonna have to really dig my, dig my nose into it. I've been really caught up with stuff. I, I just checked out like the main website when, when you guys sent it over to me, it looked really interesting, especially I like the premise again of how, cause even with podcasting, there's no platform. That's one of my main gripes with podcasting, even though, you know, I really enjoy it. There's no platform that really like when I publish a podcast and every podcaster will tell you this, that, you know, it goes to a zillion places. Right. (laughs) But I can't, I don't know if somebody like listens to that and says, Oh my God, I really love this episode. Like the other day I checked my reviews on iTunes because I was on there for some reason and had a bunch of, a ton of new reviews, you know, from people that were very positive. And, you know, I didn't know when they did that. I have no connection to them, you know? So it was, it's sort of like a one-way sort of downstream type of thing rather than um, an engagement type of thing. Even though audio is very intimate, I feel like podcasting, what's missing with it is the ability to engage. So I guess with Tape Reel, besides people commenting on your, you know, on your posts, how, what are, what are your attitudes towards engagement and how are you going to create that to be as authentic as possible, you know, cause engagement in 
Facebook terms and Instagram terms, it's just commenting, you know, it's maybe you might message somebody, but most of the time it's commenting and, you know, likes and all this stuff. But to me, all these things, like we've already discussed, they're pretty meaningless, right? They're, they're not necessarily authentic moments. Like you're not actually sharing, like I've had very few times and it was such an interesting experience when I was on Facebook and it's actually a guest for the podcast that I was interviewing before I interviewed her. She sent me a message on Facebook messenger, but it was a recorded message, you know, and just, just when I played that, it was such a different experience. It was like, Oh, wow. You know, like I suddenly felt like she was there and we were talking, you know, so uh, you don't really have that, you know, on, on Facebook because it's designed for mass consumption. So right. how, how do you guys plan on addressing the engagement and creating it more authentic? Obviously you have comments and you kind of need that, but is there anything else that you plan on doing? Well, uh, when, whenever you publish a tape on tape reel, uh, your followers get notified. Uh, so that's a sort of an immediate connection. Um, so that they're aware that you've created new content on, uh, on the app. Uh, the other thing is, is we encourage audio comments, uh, mm. on tape reel. Um, and early on when, when I launched this feature, like we would have a tape, but then within the comment section, it was just like thread after thread of audio comments and replies, uh, mm. which totally changed the direction of the original tape. And it just added, so much more depth um, and connection um, through that original idea that was expressed in the tape. Uh, so we encourage audio comments. Now, obviously the ability, when I originally wanted to launch this feature, I was like, let's just force audio. Like you can't leave a comment yeah. unless it's only audio. <laughs> uh, but then the challenge would have been like, well, how do we, allow people to maybe post links or tag mm. other people. Uh, and so, you know, old habits die hard. And yeah. so we decided, okay, let people communicate through text. If they, you know, maybe they're in a moment where they can't record an audio or, yeah. you know, so if it's easier for them to just text, that's fine, but it's not the primary mode of communication. The primary is still audio videotapes and the encouragement is, audio comments first. Uh, and in fact, even when you reply to somebody on an audio comment, the, the app triggers notifications that somebody's replying to your comment. Um, mm. Through text, you have to manually tag them. So it's a oh, little bit interesting. harder. Yeah, and so then you can also- there's more of a reward for basically doing the, the desired behavior, basically. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is, is you can also recommend your tapes to your own followers. So if I've got, you know, a few hundred followers and you've published a tape to your followers, I like what you, what you posted, I can recommend it to my followers. And that kind of amplifies your message a little bit more. Mm. Um, but engagement is an interesting thing. Like what are your thoughts on, you know, how podcasters could, um, get more engagement with their listeners? Like, what would you like to see? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question, honestly, because like I said, podcasting, it has a lot of promise because of the way it's structured. But at the same time, it's very much a linear downflow type of situation, even though there's a lot of potential to it. And then there's, it's, it's growing like crazy. It's a, a more intimate 
medium, I think at the same time, structurally in terms of how it's like, I have a, a platform and like most podcasters do where we host our episodes, then that publishes to, you know, 50 gazillion different places. And a lot of places pick up those other podcasts, but in doing that, it's sort of, you know, rips away the control or in sense, like, I don't have a way to like follow up with anybody who listens to my show, unless you're on my email list or somehow you engage me on the existing social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram, which Instagram is totally, totally pointless unless you have video. And you know, that's most podcasters are not going to do that because you can't post links on Instagram. I mean, you can, but you know, you can't follow them. So it's, it's exactly. very, they, they do it on purpose. So it's not, the barrier to entry is very high. And so with Facebook at least, you know, or Twitter, I don't use Twitter so much, but I post to it, uh, you know, they can click and then, okay, they listen to it. And they maybe if they write a comment and you have that app installed on your phone and you have push notifications, then, okay, maybe you might <laughs> learn something. So you can see there's just a lot of um, silliness with it, you know? And so one answer would be, okay, that now suddenly there's a platform for podcasts that everybody's on. And so everybody's engaging, you know, like there's a new Facebook and, and that's totally for audio. And I think pod chaser, if I'm right, pod chaser is trying to do that. They're trying to make like this social, uh, social audio for podcasts where basically you post your podcast. I mean, I don't know. I checked it out a little bit. I, I'm not super impressed. And I mean, for me, the biggest thing would be the ability to somehow communicate with anybody that listens to my show, you know, right. and that's really, I think fundamentally what it is, is just being able to communicate. I don't think that there's anything fancy that needs to be done, but the way structurally it is right now, podcasts are so uh, widely dispersed everywhere that there, if there was some platform or thing that could even integrate with all of your dis destinations where your feed is and somehow follow your feed and then somehow maybe scrape the information that's happening and then return it back to you on one little screen or dashboard it says, Hey, you had a comment on Spotify or Hey, you had a comment on somebody left a review on iTunes and you can thank them, you know, send them a little vo voice clip, you know, like mm -hmm. that would be really interesting because it'd be like sort of a central command where you could immediately I mean, hell, even if you had, like, I have a pre-recorded message when people sign up for my podcast list on my website uh, and, you know, they, they just sign up to get updates. Basically the first email that goes out to them is a pre-recorded audio message. It's just like a little special thank you. Like, Hey, with a little background music, like, Hey, what's up? This is Tudor. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much. You know, excited. You know, here's kind of some of the stuff that we're going to be listening to. It's just like a warm little audio introduction. So it's not just right. an email, it's something that they can connect to. So they hear my voice. And so even if you had like, like a recording like that in a dashboard, like I just described, and let's say again, you get a notification, Hey, somebody left a review on iTunes. Here's how you can contact them. Boom. Send them the recording, a pre-recording and say, Hey, you know, Joe Schmo, thank you so much for you know, leaving that review. I really appreciate you. Like, let me know if there's anything you need, you know, boom, that would be so interesting, but there's no, you know, it seems really complicated to create that kind of an interface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, uh, those, those platforms are great for distribution and that's essentially yeah, what they're exactly. offering you. Right. Um, just distribution. And, and unfortunately that distribution is spread out across many different uh, platforms, Spotify, iTunes, 
um, and then obviously the slew of others. Um, but it's interesting how, you know, um, as a podcaster, you're, you want to engage with your audience and your fans um, and just being able to say thank you to them, right? Yeah. Um, in an authentic way. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, one, one idea that we were exploring was allowing podcasters to uh, add their RSS feeds to mm. tape rail. Um, and basically then whenever you publish an episode, it would kind of show yeah, that episode on, on. So anytime you launch April, you can see the latest sort of episode, almost like a discovery platform for, for yeah. different podcasts. Especially if you got premium membership, that might be pretty interesting. It'd be like sort of a, just like you said, a discovery type of platform. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, uh, is something that I've developed designs for, um, and it's on our roadmap. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, running a startup, man, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> like, like you're trying to cook 50 different things in the kitchen and you know, they're all on different timers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's challenging because like I have tons of ideas and, you know, being able to decide on, because you have finite resources as, as a startup. Yeah, for sure. Venture backed, I understand. Like you've got millions of bucks, you can make whatever you want. But a lot of times that doesn't help either because then you're not making the right choices, right? right because yeah. you, you've got the capital, you'll just develop whatever. Um, with with Tapereal, we don't have any venture funding, but, you know, so we have to be a little bit more cognitive about what's the most important thing to work on Yeah, that... Uh, you know, is going to add the most value to the business. So um, I think RSS feeds would definitely be high value. Um, and my, that would attract my a lot is, of podcasters. I mean, especially if there's sort of the scheme where you have the premium membership where that puts you on top of the feed and then you have some sort of automatic now my podcasts are going out. That would be an incentive for a lot of podcasters to join. I mean, I would do it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, I appreciate your feedback here. This is really good. This is sort of like an ideation session for me now too. So um, <laughs> I I will circle back with my team and, you know, we'll try and get this feature added as quickly as possible. It shouldn't be that difficult, I think, because once the RSS feed is in there, it's just a matter of us displaying that information correctly within yeah. the app. So uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. How do you deal with, you know, another question that kind of I've thought of as well, we're talking about this is the whole algorithmic, algorithmic nature of these platforms, which is, it almost seems like, you know, I'm going to use kind of a seemingly unrelated example, but every empire in history has sort of this predictable mushroom cloud type of pattern, meaning like you'd look at the Roman empire, right? You look at history and any Mongolian empire, any kind of huge empire and sort of they, they balloon, they balloon, they balloon, they get super successful. And then they sort of implode from the inside. And mm -hmm. it happens to everything as it scales. If, if, if you don't sort of take care of the internal. And one thing that I see with platforms, which is plainly evident now and why, like all this stuff we're talking about, how people are getting frustrated one thing I see with platforms with this ballooning effect is that they like YouTube, when, it, when YouTube started, if you were on YouTube fucking 10 years ago, you'd be making millions today because 
you could put the dumbest shit on YouTube. And because of the nature of just the, the feed and how you would get exposure, you were, you know, you were getting, I mean, I remember I put out a video actually six must've been actually more than that, like probably nine, 10 years ago. So it was about 2010. It was the dumbest video ever. It was like some stupid little video I made for a group class in salsa that I was teaching at like this health club. And it was literally <laughs> just for my students in this class. It was like 30 students in the class, not even. And I'm like, Hey, you know, just go to my YouTube channel that way. Cause I didn't have a way to post it at the time. I was like, here, just go and see today's pattern. So you don't forget it. And this video, this little video, because it was in 2010, I did nothing to my channel. I didn't even touch it. It's got like 600,000 views, man. Oh, wow. 600,000. I'm like, God damn it. You know, I never, by the time I realized it got so many, it was too late. You know, I didn't really do anything with it, but just goes to show you. And, and, you know, today it's like such a competition because things have gotten very algorithmic and it seems like it almost, they have to, in order to, you know, so many people come to the platform. And so we're not evolved to deal with, like, I understand connection. I understand the value of connection and it's very important. But on some level, we're also not evolved to handle, you know, hundreds and hundreds of connections every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we, li we lived in a village where your connection was, you know, maybe a handful of people and that was it. You maybe had a few conversations, you might go hunting, you know, you might sit by the fire and tell a few stories and that was it. You weren't like, okay, let me listen to this. Let me read this. Let me respond to this email. Let me, you know, record this video. I mean, like, fuck, you're doing like a thousand things every day. And even if they're, let's say, more authentic, which is a good thing, it's always a good thing, it's still emotionally draining. So how do you, how do you handle that problem of this algorithmic uh, trend towards, you know, like again with the chronological feed that you guys have, eventually there's going to be so much, so many people on this platform if it's successful, where, you know, it's like there's like a million, you know, ticks every time, every second. Right. So how do you, so you have to implement an algorithm, but then when you implement an algorithm, now it becomes algorithmical. Do you know what I mean? So how do you mm -hmm. balance, I guess my question is how do you balance this, this algorithmicity, if that's a word, I don't know yet, uh, with basically authenticity, right. With, with having that, that sense of connection. Well, I think it's important to give people the power of choice. Um, you know, with algorithms, with, uh, with algorithms, you, you're not really um, giving them choice. You are learning what they like and just feeding them information based on their history um, and behavior on the platform. Yeah. So like traditional social media, I think in that sense uh, is detrimental because yeah, a prime example, I think there was a basketball player named Kyrie Irving who went on YouTube and started watching videos on flat earth. And next thing you know, he went down the rabbit hole and started watching recommended videos all about flat earth. And he kept watching more and more and more to the point that he started to believe that the earth was in fact flat. And he <laughs> tweeted this out on Twitter. Uh, and then basically... Uh, got attacked by his followers for believing in it. And then he actually retracted the statement after realizing what had happened. Interesting. So the algorithms essentially create a filter bubble. They don't expose you to the, you know, the volume of ideas and viewpoints that there are in this world. Mm. And 
if you put yourself to a filter bubble, you're essentially uh, giving the algorithm control and uh, it's almost like making yourself more narrow-minded. Yeah, exactly. Um, because, and, and, and then that doesn't help because when you see something that doesn't match your worldview that you've built up, you know, through these feeds, suddenly, you know, that's like, oh my God, that's the, it, it's so polarizing for you. And so you feel the need to react to it because it's against what you believe in. Uh, so on tape reel, you know, we, we decided chronological because in any given day, um, obviously right now our community is smaller. And so it, you get a more intimate vibe, yeah, which is really positive. Um, but coming back to this idea of giving people the power of choice, I think is important. Like if I'm interested in certain topics and, or certain people, um, I'll follow them and, and then all the other stuff, maybe I'm just not interested in, like, I don't have to get exposed to it. Like there's a lot of times when I'm on Twitter and I see people, like I follow some people, but then they start retweeting other people's things. And I, I'm getting exposed to all this content that I really didn't agree to. Hmm. Um, now, obviously we've got the recommended feature, but you still have the power to decide whether you want to play something. Hmm. Um, so I think choice is very important. Uh, we have to give people the power back, not the algorithms. Uh, now, of course, if there's a million people on this platform, you know, um, that's something that I've thought about and, uh, I think uh, maybe a better algorithm might be something that measures the quality or the engagement signals of, of that content. Mm. Um, but that's something that I think I, you know, I would have to do a little bit more research and put more thought into uh, yeah. before deciding to roll out something like that. Um, because I, I want to stay true to the value of the values of, you know, human connection, meaningful content, and giving people the right and the controls to decide what information they consume. Mm. If, if I make any decision, I'm looking at those values as a foundation, and then I, I decide to roll out that feature or not. Um, otherwise, I mean, like I said, I'll be repeating the same cycles all over again. Yeah. Um, so I think ranking... Uh, or giving people the option to, you know, get more exposure that way is important. Um, in terms of discovery, we don't have autoplay. So you're not just seeing content that you never agreed to press play on. Mm. We are rolling out autoplay for people that you're following because you've explicitly agreed that, okay, you know, I want to know what this person is. Autoplay is like basically uh, their content goes in your feed. Well, the autoplay would be that when you go to the feed, the content plays by automatically. You don't have to oh, press play. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So when you're following somebody, you've agreed to hear what they have to say. So it mm, auto plays. Interesting. Um, but the public feed, which is kind of like this, you know, stream of consciousness of humanity's yeah. consciousness in audio and video form, that is not auto played, and that's more about like giving you a little bit more choice. Now, one of the problems I'm finding is that people have been spoiled. Like they're used to just 
content being sprayed at them at any given point in time. Yeah. And now we're trying to force people to kind of think before they do something, uh, which is a challenge. And part of the reason I think is also because of TikTok, yeah. which is they've reduced the cognitive load that is oh, required God. to consume content. TikTok you is know? just one of my friends. She's like a, she's a you know really good looking girl and she's a dancer too. And so she's really successful on there. And she's like, tell me, you got to get on TikTok. Yeah. You got it. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. I mean, it, it works for certain situations, but I just, it's so pointless to me. It's, it's sad. Honestly, it's just, uh, I, I can see if you can take advantage of it and, you know, make some money and that's great. But it's just, I think it's so meaningless. It's like, literally, like you said, it's reduced the, the standard interaction to, Hey, here's some stupid stuff. Let's laugh yeah. for 10 seconds. <laughs> here's the next stupid thing that has no relation to the last stupid thing. And it's just like, is that really how we want to condition our discourse, our dialogue, our minds? I mean, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> you know, it has its place. It's, it's yeah, entertainment for sure. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's media. It's, you know, it's fine. But why, why can't we build platforms that are that kind of, yeah, you know, balance the scales a little bit right? and maybe have a different way of, uh, you know, communicating and engaging in, you know, why is it that everyone's just trying to create the next big Facebook or TikTok or Instagram and doing the same things over again? Yeah. You know, I think there are many people in this world who are, you know, very conscious, very, you know, self-aware. They look and search for meaning and they actually don't like all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, how big that market is, I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe that there are people that, you know, want and need a platform that is a little bit more conscientious. Hmm. How do you deal with free speech and sort of this whole big topic that's been obviously very hot on the current platform systems with, uh, you know, with people being censored and, you know, not to get political or anything, but just the idea of free speech and, you know, being able to say things that maybe are controversial or maybe even <laughs> insulting, like, where do you draw the line? You know, because with these platforms, a big, a big piece of conflict is, are you an editor or are you a space for people to <laughs> say whatever the hell they want? Right. So, Obviously, the the controversy lies in that they are profiting from one and acting like another, and that's that's going to be a big turning point pretty soon, I think. But either way, you know, every freedom you, you can't have freedom without discipline, and in that sense, you know, freedom has to come with some certain rules as a balance. You can't have an absolute of one or the other; otherwise, it's going to lead to problems. So. How do you balance that on your platform? How do you balance, like, let's say if somebody wants to, uh, you know, say something really insulting or hateful, I mean, they have a right to do that, right? You know, they yeah. might piss other people off. So how, where do you draw the line? How do you do that? That's a very good question. And um, well, first things first is I haven't advertised Tapril as a free speech platform. Gotcha. Um, so that's, you know, I've been a little bit more like I've seen the news, you know, oh, QAnon is getting banned from Facebook. A lot of people are going on Parler and the way yeah. they 
they advertise it as unbiased social media. And a lot of these right-wing folks have gone there and gravitated there. And that's fine. I mean, you know what, like that audience can go there and maybe they need a space to be able to say whatever they want. Um, I, I, I had the opportunity to maybe pounce on that as like a way to get more users. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to, it didn't feel right. So, uh, it's in our terms as well is that Tapriel, what we're building is a very safe community. It's about dialogue, communication, um, you know, conversations that, uh, um, help people understand each other a little bit more. Um, and so one of the things about building a social platform is that you kind of have to establish the social norms of that community from the very beginning. And, and that has to be solid. Uh, if you kind of allow certain things to come in and creep in, it can really taint the platform. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, you know what I mean? It, it, it goes downhill from there. So we, I actually had an experience recently where some, some guy came across Taperil and he downloaded it and he started using it very differently. Instead of showing his face, he was showing a computer screen, you know what I mean? And talking mm. over it. And then uh, they created some like almost spammy looking accounts, like, you know, uh, like an HSBC account, you know, send me your info and thing. And then... Interesting. And then they started commenting on other people's tapes, but it was kind of negative. Like, you know, they were calling people gay and, and very derogatory terms, F-bombs. Somebody even said to me, like, like how, I can't even remember what the topic of my tape, but he started attacking, like, my wife <laughs> in the Jeez. audio comment. And it got me thinking. And so what I did was I just created a tape and I said, hey, guys, you know, what, how should we handle spam on tape reel? Like, what should we do? Like, I, you know, I was very vocal and open about it. Um, and people replied and they, you know, some people said, well, you can't really control how people use the platform. Uh, as long as people have the, you know, the power of choice to decide to follow someone or block someone, you know, those type of people won't gain traction. Um, and so we, we have that ability to block and mute people that you don't want to be exposed to. Hmm. Uh, now, in terms of like free speech, it's in our guidelines that, you know, we're building a safe community, yeah, objectionable content or hate speech is not tolerated and it will be deleted. Um, now, I personally don't like being the gatekeeper of this. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to review every single tape and moderate what people are saying. Um Seems like a lot, a lot more work too. I mean, at least with text, it's easier to it's easier to you know scan it, but with video yeah, and audio, that, that's a lot more work. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there there is AI you can use uh, where it can detect pornographic content and actually mm-hmm. prevent you from publishing it. Uh, there are there is technology out there to be able to do that. So that's something that um, obviously we would explore if uh, you know when, when the time comes. Uh, but I, th- I think establishing the, the social norms from the very beginning and finding the right people to join will drastically help. Uh, if, you know, if you, I don't know if you know the story, but when TikTok 
wanted to grow, they basically spent like a billion dollars on Facebook ads. And initially their ads were uh, like young girls dancing to music, very provocative, controversial, uh, but it attracted a lot of users. A lot of men gravitated towards the platform. And so they, they set the foundation, they set the bar for their network to be built around this idea of music and dancing and, and whatnot. Um, you know, when, when I do any advertising for tape reel, it's a little bit different. Like I'm trying to find the right people to join uh, so that we can, we have that basic foundation in place because then it's like going into a party and you know, it's a party about, meditation and you go there with some rock music and start making a lot of noise. Like you're just, nobody's going to pay attention to you. Right. Hmm. How, how are you planning to grow the platform? And I mean, especially with people, because one thing, again, it's just an interesting time we live in right now with this transition. I really do feel it's a transition in the social media space. And there are many new opportunities popping up, whichever, you know, direction, whether it's parlor or tape reel or, you know, all these different ways that people are sick of Facebook and Instagram, but in the process, it's, it's almost like, you know, you have to choose now because it's, you know, Facebook used to be the place to go, you know, everybody was on Facebook. So with people being sort of entrenched in the Facebook style and, or having multiple options now to basically go, how do you intend on attracting and growing people? Well, uh, I mean, there's a, a few strategies uh, where we're trying to communicate as much as possible what Taperil is. And, and we do that through our blog. Um, I'm trying to reach out to the right people uh, to join and sign up for the platform. I'm offering them like premium membership codes for free to try it out and help kickstart their audience growth. You know, I think when we launch the ability for people to make money off of tape reel, uh, that is going to be a huge turning point. Um, I think it's important that the users who are on the platform uh, get the value out of it as well. It's not just about corporate profits. Um, the, one other thought that just came to mind about the whole free speech question that you asked earlier, part of the reason why we uh, limited the number of minutes that people could use on the platform was, you know, the idea was that if you have to pay to communicate, to say what you want to say, you're mm -hmm. going to be a little bit more thoughtful about the words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, that's interesting. But if, it, but if it's a free for all, you can say whatever you want. You don't care. Yeah. Um, so, so what's the limit right now for posting videos? And like, if it's free, how much time do you get? Well, the free membership gets 30 minutes. And then uh, the next level up, I think is a hundred and sorry, you know, 60 minutes, then 120 minutes and then unlimited. Um, That's 30 minutes a post or 30 minutes per month? 30 minutes per month. Per and, month. Okay. Yeah. And it could be any, any length that you wish. Now, gotcha. That re that model, while that was the intention, I don't know if that's going to work or sustain itself long-term. We just mm. weren't getting the right traction for it. So we're actually opening up all the plans and making it unlimited. So any later this month, anybody can post however long they want up to a maximum of 
like per tape being two hours. So um, I think that's going to potentially attract more YouTubers, vloggers, and uh, creators to the platform. Um, now, coming back to this, uh, I, I, you know, because we, we're not approaching this with an ad-based revenue model, um, I think get, giving people the opportunity to potentially even make a living off of this platform is very important. And I think they should be able to earn, you know, uh, a higher percentage than what other platforms offer. Like I think YouTube offers, what is it like a 45, 55% split mm-hmm. in terms of ad revenue. Um, so you know, how would you monetize like an account? I mean, let's say you, you have a creator account on tape reel. I mean, other than ads, I mean, there's, there's sort of like the whole thing that the Facebook's doing now where like, let's say you have your live stream and people can donate or whatever while you're live streaming. Yeah. And yeah. Tip. But I mean, other than that, like what are some ideas that you're working with if you don't mind sharing them? Uh, you'll just have to wait to find out because okay. <laughs> that's going to come in February. And that's so, exciting. All right, cool. Yeah. So I, I'm, I want to build a little bit of uh, anticipation for it. Nice. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, it's coming. Do I you would have say, creator accounts available now or that's all going to roll out in, in February? Yeah. Yeah. Creator accounts are currently available. If you want, okay. I can hook you up with some offer codes. If you have some friends that are podcasters that, yeah. that want an offer code, um, actually uh, uh, the last podcast interview I was on, his name was Dr. Rao. Uh, it's the rise up podcast. And uh, I gave him an offer code and, you know, he started off with just a couple of followers and now he's, you know, within a few, uh, few days, like he was over 30 followers, I think now. And he's, wow basically just creating a little bit of content. And as people trickle in, he's getting a head start because the community is small. It's kind of like joining in at the ground level, right? Yeah. Um, I actually launched a new ad campaign <laughs> where the messaging is. And, and this is because some people join tape reel and basically put in their profile bio, you know, I'll be back when this blows up. And so <laughs> I, I've launched this new ad now that is basically saying, if you're waiting for this app to blow up, you'll be too late. <laughs> uh, that's so, you know, I think now is the time to get in because this is when the shift is happening, you know, and uh, um, if you get in early now, you'll, you, you might become the next, you know, uh, PewDiePie, uh, but yeah. for tape reel, right? So interesting. I mean, it really, it's a, uh, it's a fascinating idea. I'm really excited to see how it turns out for you. Thank you. And if, if you're looking for an offer code, definitely I'll, uh, yeah, I'll for sure. Up. I would love to. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, when I did check it out, I didn't have too much time to dive in, but it looked pretty interesting. So I'm definitely interested in a lot of the things you're talking about, especially like for being a creator, for doing podcast mediums, for doing, um, you know, that sort of that premium thing that you talked about where you could have exposure and discovery. I mean, all that stuff is, is great, especially for podcasting. And here's the thing when, when you show up as a person, um, you know, people are more likely to trust you. They're more likely yeah. to get to know you and as a result, uh, engage with you and follow you and, and so on. Right. Because innately, I think we buy from people that we know and trust. Yeah, no, and absolutely. So to get to know the person behind the brand, I think is really important. No, a hundred percent. I mean, relationships are everything. If, if, if it's anything that the last few years have taught me with podcasting, it's that it's okay to grow slowly. It's okay to have 
long-term relationships, but not worry about numbers. You know, like we're so obsessed with these likes and stuff, but then you see these things are just houses of cards, you know, like mm -hmm. somebody has a million subscribers and then the next day they, you know, whatever they get their account banned or, you know, they get shadow banned or some other crap, you know, it's just like, what is the point of all that? When you, you know, when you have like somebody was telling me in the podcast group that I was in, we were talking about, cause somebody had posted, Oh, that's what it was. Somebody posted like, Hey, you know, how do you, how do you know when you're successful in podcasting or something like this? And it was this whole long thread and somebody had mentioned in this thread that, you know, if you really think about it, like, let's say you're getting a hundred downloads an episode, which isn't really a lot, but a hundred downloads an episode, that's the equivalent of a hundred people coming into a room to listen to you speak for 30 minutes or an hour. Mm -hmm. like that's, that's huge. Like, have you ever had an event where you're speaking to a hundred people that's a lot of fucking people. You know, if you yeah. have like two, 300, let's say a thousand people that are listening to you. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And so it's a very different type of um, measurement because when you have a thousand people, let's say that are listening to you and actually investing their own consciousness into looking at your video or your audio or whatever else, that's a very different level of loyalty than somebody who just pushes a button as the little heart goes on the screen. And then suddenly you have a like, Exactly. Exactly. So it's much more valuable to have a place where you can be authentic and have and leverage human relationships, uh, especially, you know, like obviously to, to have some commercial gain and not, you know, not in a weird way, obviously you're going to contribute value, but you know, that's, that's the future to me. So it's really cool. I agree. And, you know, I think what 2020 is teaching us is the importance of human connection. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people being grounded, not having to commute to work or realizing they have more time. Uh, they are realizing the importance of family and spending time with, you know, parents, children, loved ones. And so a lot of people lost uh, family members during this year as well. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it, I, I personally think plagues and pandemics and viruses, they come for a reason for humanity um, as a way to, remind us of what's truly important. Um, and so, you know, uh, uh, I hope, and uh, I think the, you know, the, the turning point for people and human beings um, going forward is uh, it's going to be more about the intimate connections, the, the loyalty that you can build and the value that you can add to people's lives uh, on a on a more micro scale as opposed to trying to influence people by dancing in front of a video and generating a million likes right? yeah so let's see let's see what happens i mean uh you know time will tell yeah no it's super interesting man i mean it's 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 a very i really wish you success with it uh, you know i think it's it's a really interesting thing the future is definitely this you know building tribes building tribes around you and, and sort of, I think we're going to see more and more um, inventive ways to manage relationships mm -hmm. so that you kind of have this blending of the algorithmic sort of use of technology, but also with what you're doing, you know, making those interactions much more personal, you know, and, and authentic. And we'll see where the, where the, the maximum point of that is like how many meaningful connections can you have, in a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are, what are we, what are we capable of having per day? But it's, it's an interesting, interesting topic. Super cool.
Yeah, Super thank you. I appreciate uh, all the questions you asked and uh, you're a great interviewer too. <laughs> One more question for you. What are you most grateful for today? You know, I have been thinking about this over the past few weeks because uh, I got hit with a really bad case of bronchitis a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten sick before, but this felt a little bit different. Uh, and because it was attacking my lungs, I guess there was also the fear that it was COVID yeah. and that I was, I was potentially going to die or something like that. So the first two days were so difficult for me to breathe. And like, I struggled all night. I was in bed. And then it was only after day three that I was able to kind of reduce the tightness in my chest. And ever since then, you know, I have, I, it really got me thinking about the importance of the breath and how grateful we have to be for the ability to breathe and give ourselves life every single day. And so I'm most grateful for my breath, uh, for the ability to breathe and also the um, the ability to just wake up every morning and have my health, um, you know, have a roof over my head, have clean water, have food. The basics are there. And that's what's most important in the grand scheme of things. Um, anything beyond that is just, you know, uh, it's bonus. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm most grateful for. And that's what I try and wake up to every single day is like, oh my God, I'm being given another day to live in this body, to experience this life through my eyes, all my senses, taste, smell, listening, feeling, breathing. And I can experience life. Like that in itself is such a miracle. And to have that ability every single morning, you know, I don't want to ever take that for granted. Um, and it took this little sickness for me to kind of really realize that. That's crazy. I mean, you don't realize how important something is until uh, until it doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, uh, that's the duality of it, right? You, yeah. Which, to know love, you have to go through maybe some periods of hate. Yeah. Um, to know light, you, ha you have to see the darkness. So. you enjoyed that interview with my friend Ali. You know, we are hardwired for human connection, but in today's world, it is easier than ever to live in your own little intellectual box. But just like with anything, you know, I believe an intentional approach to life will help you leverage technology as a tool rather than the tool leveraging you instead. So go check out Ali's platform if you're curious. A lot of fun stuff happening there. Uh, very curious to see where it's going to go. I hope a lot of success and a lot of great things are going to happen. As always, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. I appreciate each and every single one of you. You know, podcasting is such a great tool to connect with people and to share your message, to have that intimate connection. And I really value each and every one of you that are here today with me. Let's not forget today's quote, life 
is a journey, not a destination. Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, wherever the future is going with all the stuff that we talked about today, what matters most is never going to change. Good friends, good food, good times, good music, a little dancing, these types of experiences, these little things that we grew up with and evolved with in our tribal society, these are never going to change. And technology will just reflect how we do these things maybe a little differently, but these are priceless memories no matter what technology comes around. So remember that the most important thing in life, one of the most important, is human connection, genuine human connection, and strive for that every day in whatever you do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday for a little Transformation Tuesday. We're going to talk about how to be a spiritual gangster. On Friday, I interview author and influencer, founder of Phoenix Rising Collective, Maz De La Serna on mindset and manifestation. So you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a fun episode. Maz has a great story of overcoming her struggles and manifesting the life she wants and helping others do the same. So we'll see you on Friday. Until then, don't forget your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. more inspiration, free resources, and bonus content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.